Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I've been good, dude. I've been good, man. Uh, lots been going on in my life, dude. I've been cabin fever for the last two weeks. Haven't been going outside. Um, as everyone can see, got some little work done. So we're in the healing process. So my shit might look crazy over the past, the next two or three months, but just work with me here. <laughs> we're trying to look good for a wedding, man. But uh, how you been, bro? Been good. Um... Haven't really done too much in the past few days. Uh, I actually bought a new suit, so oh, nice. I don't know. For the longest minute, for the um, fucking most, yeah, um, kinda. I mean, I have a, a lot of weddings, including yours. Yeah, like, yeah. Over the next year or so, so I don't know. I just didn't. I feel like obviously a black suit is a classic color, but I wanted a something a, a little more vibrant for I don't know beach weddings or just events where I don't want to be like in a what color did you go with kind of outfit. Uh, so it's this unique color. I have to shout out my wife for pointing it out. Um, I was just nice. trying to get like a lighter blue, but it's called Havana blue. Um, okay. It's kind of like a light turquoise. That's the best way to describe it. But in person, they look fire. Like nice. I bought it two minutes after I tried it on. So. Oh, nice. You're like I'm good to go. To it. Yeah. Nice. Is it so. from that website you recommended to me? Like suit supply. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna use them for uh, the suit. Uh, that I'm going to use for like the engagement photos and stuff. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, super pleased with it. Um, and then outside of that, going to LA for a quick little trip. Um, how I came about is uh, Moon and Alex, uh, my boys who you met, they essentially are going to be out there for work. Oh, um, nice. So they got a, an Airbnb over by the beach and they were like, do you want to come? And then I looked at flights. They were super cheap. So nice. like, yeah, sure. Why not? So decided to, to go out there to work for a little bit and also hang out and see some friends and family. Oh, dude, yeah. Kill two birds with one stone, right? Because uh, yeah. you're saying Alex... Well, I don't know where Alex lives, but Moon is technically in San Fran, but, like, very far from you, right? He's he's an hour south in San Jose, so... Okay. Yeah, he's not super close, so... I mean, I see him every now and then, but it, it's not so easy. It's not convenient. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, convenient. I, I have the same thing like you. Like, I have a, my nephew lives, like, in Miami, right? But I'm like, yeah. like, my grandma's like, have you seen him? I'm like, yo, you know that's just, like, an hour and a half away. Like, it's not. <laughs> right. Like, that's three hours of my day. And if I go there after work, I'm getting there, like, at nine. So, what, we hang out for 20 minutes and I go home, bro? Like, right, right. Mean? And especially if we're drinking, like, we don't want right. to... We don't want to sleep over there and then the uber back is like 60 bucks so we really right. have to make it like a worthwhile night if we kick it bro shout out to uber in D dominican republic though bro so i i dude i'm dominican everyone knows this but like uh i didn't realize how cheap that is and that's not me being like doing better in life like it's just cheap bro so like every time i've gone to dr in the past i've stayed at a resort so like you know everything's paid for so you're not coming out of pocket for anything and then when I went a year and a half ago, two years ago, dude, we were a group of six. So everyone was splitting things or someone would pick up the tabs. So like, I wasn't fully aware of like how much money is being spent on a daily basis. But on this last trip, bro, like when I went for the, the procedure, bro, a 45 minute ride from the airport to the hotel was $19.75. What? Bro. <laughs> And like, I was shook because like the numbers said like twelve like twelve hundred pesos. I was like, yeah, oh yeah. my god, what the yeah. fuck is this? I'm fucked. I can't pay. Like, right. And then I was like, oh, the exchange rate. All right, so it was nineteen. It was nineteen dollars, bro. The the clinic where I got the procedure done from my hotel was a five minute Uber. That Uber cost two dollars and fifty cents. Oh wow, bro. 
I was, yo, shook, bro. Because I'm like, yo, gas is still expensive all over the world. So, like, yeah, how are yeah. you justifying this? But, dude, I was, like, OD with the tips. I was like, bro, if if the Uber was $3, I'm giving you 15 bro. Just, like, yo, yeah. I feel bad, bro. Like, you have to take this money. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's wild how, like, uh, that varies from, like, country to country. I know. Yeah, the Ubers here, depending on how far you go, can be as expensive as a flight to LA. Like that's how crazy it is. Dude, that happened to us. So like, obviously uh, I mentioned before, like Gina and I, uh, we have deals on flights, but we had to fly into Miami on New Year's day. And then the Uber from Miami airport, which is 45 minutes away to my house was $125. And it's wow. like, bro, I had no choice but to pay it. You know what I mean? But yeah, like yeah. the wild thing is like, if I would have like been five miles away it would have dropped to like 40 50 bucks but it was just yeah, like yeah. bro like it's it's just fucking pay the uber bro but yeah like that to your point though that's how much my one-way flight to new york cost was 150 yeah, yeah. bucks so like how is this even like how does this make sense right yeah it's wild and i don't even know if uber or lyft are profitable companies yeah, I don't know, bro. But they, they, but then you see them like expanding into like helicopters and all this other random shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they have to be making money, bro. Like, but that's what I think about all these. Like, DoorDash isn't profitable apparently. At I, I don't know if like I don't know how it works with these investors if they just keep throwing money at it till it becomes you know worthwhile. But yeah, yeah, it's like crazy. there's like some like uh, like a tax benefit of just like constantly losing money that you're like, yeah, that's fine. Let's just keep yeah. just keep burning. Yeah, maybe, yeah, dude. No but, idea. Yeah, but same. Like, I was, I had that same thought. Like when I was like, bro, how are they making money off this, bro? Like, how is like you making four dollars from like twenty minutes of your day beneficial to anyone? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. But again, dude, maybe it works. But um, yeah, man. And then you have Hawaii coming up right after this trip, right? Yeah, Hawaii coming up uh, next a week from now, exactly. So uh, that'll be fun. Kind of made it a semi annual type of thing, but. Uh, yeah, we found some sweet deals around Black Friday. So, oh, nice. Apparently, there's a, a day called Travel Tuesday, I, either the Tuesday before Black Friday or after. And that's how we found the tickets. It was like 200 a pop. So, oh, the flight no or brainer. just like getting like uh, the hotel and stuff? The flight uh, was okay. 200. Nice. So, which is a lot cheaper than normal. I think on average, it's probably like 350 peak season, like five, six, 700. So, a lot cheaper. And how long is that flight for you? Uh, like five hours, I think. Okay, so essentially, it's like flying to Europe for like me. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I get it. I get it. That, that's gonna be fun. Dude. And but remind me, this trip is just you and the wife, or you guys have yeah, some just, people coming? Yeah, just us. Um, nice. Obviously, would love to do it with you or friends or whoever um, in the future. At this point, we've we've done it, I think four or five times. Yeah, um, we gotta get we gotta make that. Happen. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. like after the wedding, once we settle down, God willing, like yeah, like I think kind of like what we you were talking about with like the bachelor, like. You come here oh, yeah. and chill right, for a right. couple of days, and we'll go. I think same exact thing. Like, yeah. we'll go hang out with you in uh in uh the bay for a couple of days, and let just like leave together, kind of a thing. For sure. Yeah, all my friends in the East Coast, like, whenever I bring up Hawaii, it's like talking about going to Asia or some shit because it's so. Dude, far like, I, yeah, it's the same for me to go to <laughs> India from New York. Like, it's the same yeah, yeah. distance. So, like, yeah, that's why to do it all in one shot seems like fucking like. You you'll never enjoy it, bro. Like you're like, right. bro, like just get get me off this plane, and it's like three days later you're back on a plane home. So it's like, fuck. yeah, yeah. Um, but cool, bro. Excited for you. But probably the biggest thing before we get to any topics, we got some new music coming out in 24 hours from this pod. Is that accurate? Uh, oh, for me? 
For you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought we were jumping in to the No, no, I don't care about anyone else's music right now besides (laughs) you, bro. So tell people what uh, to expect from uh, the Blair Anthony Project. Yeah, tomorrow my my new single, or the first single of the year is dropping called Reload. Uh, So yeah, it'll be out 5 p.m. Pacific time on the 2nd of February. Super excited about this track. Um, Just for context, the producer reached out to me several times several months ago and i ignored him not intentionally but like i was off the gram i wasn't yeah. really like trying to make music so i was i didn't see it as urgent um and i get a lot of like random ass spam messages too but he followed up with me he was persistent so i i reached back out and it's like awesome. hey yeah, yeah after, like if someone's hitting me up multiple times clearly they they want me to see it so yeah i listened to his beats fell in love with one of them um had some old lyrics lying around that I was just kind of messing around, just, you know, humming to the song basically. And the lyrics worked out perfectly. So, uh, made the song and yeah, super excited about it. Spent way too much time yesterday on, uh, it was like little live snippet things I usually do for some releases. Um, because I had an idea, like with my hand movements, I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if, I had like a smoke uh, GIF pop up. And then mm. before I knew it for like all the lyrics, I was adding um, GIFs. And I think it came out pretty cool for someone who, like I don't have any animation uh, experience, but the, the the GIFs look like I kind of made it from scratch specifically nice. for the video. So, um, so this is for the actual video for the snippet you're going to put out for the, like when you drop everything tomorrow? It's for the snippet uh, tomorrow. Um, okay, cool. And some of like I've teased some snippets on TikTok and YouTube as well. Um, my best performing YouTube snippet. I got, I got like 15 subscribers from it. So oh, very um, nice, dude. Yeah, trying to get into this or learn this whole social thing. Like I never really know what's gonna hit or miss because I, I tried all kinds of shit and it didn't land. And then sometimes I do something I think is kind of simple or generic, and then it, it works. So. Yeah, and then you don't know if it's the current trend, but do everything I keep reading or seeing on when I do pop on TikTok now and then that I mean I'm the cleanse is over, so I probably do more TikTok more recently. But I think like everyone keeps saying, like, bro, like keep reposting your shit is they seem like the 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 guaranteed way of fucking at least getting something to fucking hit, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. some girls are talking about, yo, post like they'll post their shit four, five, six, seven, eight times a day until it finally hits a number that makes sense for them so that's like that's that's pretty impressive bro yeah no good that's a a good thing that we've been um trying that with our stuff and i think we got some good momentum i i for some reason i mean i just assume like four or five six times would be overkill and people get pissed but i guess they show it to different people each time yeah that's the thing yeah like because it's not the same person commenting every single time right like yo i just saw this like what are you doing like so yeah Yeah. but um (laughs) dude i'm excited man and it's the song is called reload yeah, reload. Awesome. Yeah, and this is like is like almost your first release in like four or five months, right? Or is it more than that? Yeah, yeah. Paradise was my last one. I believe that was like end of August. So yeah, it's been been a minute. Yeah, because yep. it was Paradise. Did Paradise drop when you guys went to Italy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was like Labor Day. Yep. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yeah, been a while, bro. So yeah, that's exciting, man. So definitely everyone peeped that. We'll obviously share it on the audio theory page uh, and obviously everything else. But um, cool, man. Let's get to it. Uh, we are going to go on hiatus next week um, as uh, Blair is traveling the world, but uh, we'll be back and with still plenty of contact content on uh, on all socials. But 
Dude, I want to start with an artist who you and I have both, I wouldn't say shitted on, but never took seriously. And that's Boat, Lil Yachty. Uh, Lil Yachty just dropped an album called Let's Start Here. Um, before we go into what type of music it is, how did you feel? Was there any anticipation from you when knowing that he was about to drop an album um, this past week? I didn't really anticipate much, to be honest. Um, I haven't been the biggest fan of Yachty, but I never, like, there's a handful of songs that I do like from him, and I just assumed the sound would be pretty much identical to previous stuff he's put out. So I had intentions to listen to it, but I didn't okay. have high expectations. Got it. Okay. Um, but were you leaning towards like it'll sound? It, it was gonna sound a lot like Poland, like that shit that he just dropped. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that's exactly what I thought it was gonna sound like. Okay. Yeah, because that dropped when I was with you, and I was like, bro, we we were like, yo, like, what are we missing? Like, like, yeah. why, <laughs> why is this not resonating at all with me, bro? Because everyone, yeah. the mother was like, bro, this is genius. Do you understand yeah. what he's trying to do here? And I'm like, <laughs> nah, bro, not at all. So, yeah. okay. I would say for me personally, I think I've gone on the record to say this a lot, um, and this is not where my initial Joe Budden's uh, comparison comes from, but like I like I remember Joe Budden's going off on him on the complex show they had back in the day with academics, and he was and like and like Yadi was like, bro, just show. It's like, no, bro, like you have all this talent, bro, like follow through with this shit. And that I was like, bro, but does he? Because like I personally haven't ever heard a body of work from him that I'm like, dude, this is groundbreaking. Like, I should be listening to Yachty every second of every day. That's never happened. I've heard moments of songs, I've, and I'm like, oh, this is dope, right? Like the Super Duper Kyle shit he'd had. Uh, there was one song with Diplo and Santee Gold that I am obsessed with, right? Um, but never had any high hopes. And then when, when Poland dropped, I was like, bro, like if this is the new version of you, like I'm good, bro, this is just, fine like it maybe it's not for me maybe it's a gen z thing but dude i will say when i heard this album was dropping i was genuinely excited and it only was because of the work he did on her loss like okay because i always knew him and drake had a close relationship and i know drake was on a song of his back in the day like the oprah song or whatever and i was like that's cool it's a feature blah 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 but like I didn't realize like the her loss like production and all that stuff on that album made me feel like oh wait this guy has like an ear for music that i can fuck with right because in the past i just couldn't take yachty seriously like there's nothing here for me to take serious so i won't say in the anticipation for this album i was like oh dude i gotta peep this but that being said i was gonna i was assuming i'm gonna hear some shit like her loss like mm -hmm. just a more sophisticated hip-hop album as opposed to what we got with this body of work. And yeah. if you guys haven't listened to it yet, spoiler alert, this is more like a, dude, indie rock meets jazz. If anything, dude, like, this might sound blasphemous if you haven't heard the album or if you don't like it, but it's almost like what I think Outkast or Andre 3000, when he took that aggressive pivot when he dropped The Love Below. Like, an aggressive switch, right? Like that's what I got yeah. from it. So what did you get from it and how did you like feel about the actual album yeah. itself? No, that's a, a dope take. I like that comparison. Um, so I, I wasn't really on social, so I had no like gauge as to whether I should or shouldn't like this or should be excited. 
Um, I just so happened to be on YouTube and Anthony Fantano, the popular music reviewer on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, he was just, you know, doing like a listening session through a few of the songs. So I turned it on. This was on Saturday and, and I was pleasantly surprised. I, I think the two words that came to mind immediately is I was super impressed mm-hmm. and then I was super proud, which is weird because like I have no reason to be so invested in Lil Yachty's career or anything Uh, I never really was before but I think the the risk he took um for me it personally worked um it was just very good feel good music um and, and just so far removed from what we're accustomed to getting especially from rappers like him and I think it's really something that we need within the genre, I guess technically this is a completely different genre. Yeah, um, I would say, yeah, because I don't really have any moments where it's like even any bars he's trying to say, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And half the time I was like, what am I listening to? And I, I like the <laughs> fact that I couldn't put it in a box. Like that was the most exciting part. I was like, I don't know what genre this is, but I wish I could teleport to Coachella and hear oh, this bro. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be amazing. Yeah, dude. And I haven't smoked for a month because of uh, my cleanse. But yeah, dude, like when I heard this, I totally agree with your, your takes and I'm going to respond. But like, when I heard this, I was like, bro, I cannot wait to be in my backyard listening yeah. to this fucking album, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, I mean, this is just like, I feel like I'm not even able to appreciate the full album without like being under a substance. Yeah. But that's funny, man, because I thought we were talking offline and just to give you guys more behind the scenes, like, when Blair and I were talking about it, he's like, no, 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 I don't want to tell you my thoughts yet till the episode. So I was uh, for sure like, are you going to shit on this? No. You're going to be like, bro, what a waste of my fucking time. So like, I'm glad you actually uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted it to to be more authentic so we, we didn't get like all the same points out and not get as excited as we are right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. but Sam, like I was off social. I only knew about the album dropping because like, I saw something randomly pop up on my Instagram about like, you know, I think the, the, the page that you were on once, like that lists all the albums dropping like on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck, Yachty's dropping, that's exciting. But yeah, bro, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what the feedback was. Uh, because of my surgery, I missed the actual drop. So I was like, yo, when I get back and I have time alone, I'm gonna just uh, listen to this album. And bro, I was, dude, completely confused in the most beautiful way. I thought from the jump, dude, Black Seminole, to the last song, I think The Alchemist, like, bro, like, the flow of this album is so cohesive and trying to take you to another dimension that, again, I think there is a sense of, like, being proud of someone with this, right? Um, And it's crazy, though, because I I started thinking, like, are we proud only because he took a risk? Because I feel there's also this kind of thing in the community, in the culture, where it's like, um, everyone thinks at times they can be a rock star. And it's like, yeah, dude, but it's also yeah. like, it's not good. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because yeah. I feel like about Playboy Cardi or like other artists who like try to like, you know, make this aggressive pivot. And it's like, dude, I, I appreciate the effort, bro, but that's not it. Whereas yeah. with this, I was like, no, dude, like this deserves all of the accolades it may get in the future because this is a risk, but also a risk that delivered in every possible category you can shoot like, hope for uh with whatever this john like it's just good music to fucking listen to bro like right in so many different like vibes you try to be in right and i think why i'm so proud is because yeah he delivered but 
this kind of music, like a, a rapper who tries to make this kind of music or vice versa is, is so unique and only Yachty can do this and make this because he's himself and he just comes from a different background. And I think if more rappers uh, specifically took risk, you know, maybe we can get, you know, new blends of genres and things that are pretty much impossible to create without them. Cause yeah, I guess this like psychedelic rock funk, you know, genre kind of already exists, but those people aren't little Yachty. They're not gonna have the same ideas and concepts and everything to make yeah they're not little yeah they don't different. look like you and i and they don't right. have this different background that it will give like a unique take to it right like at some mm -hmm. point those guys all sound the same which is i'm sure is what hip-hop sounds like to other people who don't really fuck with the genre right a question for you though do you think this is grammy worthy and do you think right. if so do you think it'll get lumped in with the like hip rap uh, genre. Oh, like the urban category? Yeah. 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 I, I definitely think it's Grammy worthy, bro. Uh, because I don't know about you, but I, there was a time for me when I was in high school that I went through like a, a, a crazy, like, not acid rock phase, but like, dude, I was really into the doors. Um, mm. And I don't know if you ever heard any like songs by Jim Morrison, the doors from back in the day. Yo, this gives heavy the doors vibe. And that's like the ultimate compliment, bro. Cause if you ask anyone about like rock music, like the doors are like on like the Mount Rushmore of yeah, like yeah. rock music. So yeah, this is definitely Grammy worthy, bro. Um, man, and I hope that this is an album that the, as of now, yes, they're, they're gonna fortunately, like I, I think they would put this a part of like best hip hop album. But I really hope like there's another thing like best contemporary album or best um, something else because I don't, I don't think it should be lumped into that. I think one is disrespectful to the overall culture and then also disrespectful on some like racist shit like oh because he's black with red dreads he has to be a rapper and it's like yeah where do you hear rap in this at all bro like right, right. not even the skits in this shit have rap like bro there's like there's no rap lyrics this album whatsoever yeah. dude. i mean i i think the only there's only a couple moments that come to mind i don't know if that profanity would necessarily oh fair. mean that it's that it falls in the rap category, but there's a couple like references to titties and stuff like that. That yeah, like if you put band, pop that pussy for say. me in any yeah, album, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it has to be a rap album, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the only people who are gonna get excited when a song starts with pop that pussy are people who are hip hop fans. Yeah, so that's maybe, dude. But I would say, yeah, like, I, I would really hope that um, again, actually, the Grammys. It's funny, dude. We I know we did our episode back a, a few months back, and like the Grammys are this Sunday, and it's like, bro, I give two fucks, bro. Like I already know, like Drake's not involved, Kendrick's gonna win everything, so like, who gives a fuck? But um, yeah, yeah no, I would love if he wasn't uh, nominated for a hip hop album. But dude, this album again, dude, it's it's praise, very high praise, but that came out in January, dude. I'm saying it's gonna be tough to find seven more albums better than this in 2023. Yeah. I'm glad he started off the year strong, um, and especially during a time where people actually care to listen because there's not yeah. really anything else going on. So, whoever whoever's uh, bright idea was to, to drop right now is is super smart with uh, with that. Yeah, dude, super smart, man. Because yeah, it's weird, bro. Like, yeah, there really isn't much going on, and I don't know because everyone's doing dry January. And we're about to go heavy as fuck on alcohol <laughs> and like weed, like come February. But like, bro, like, yeah, it's like. Cause it's not even just me. Like, again, I've been home and like 
cabin fever because my my hair is shit and I haven't been drinking. But dude, like none of my boys are doing anything and they have no excuse. They're like, yeah, dude, I just I don't want to go outside. I was like, All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, shout out to Yachty. Uh, great album. I'm sure when we get into Heat of the Week, it might be uh, in there as well. Uh, but want to jump off something you said as well. Like, it's hard to create this kind of sound, right, with the current group of artists, or, we, or so we think. Something that's being like, a lot of people are using to create a sound they would never make before, or do things they would never make before, is the AI platform called Chat GPT or G- GPT. Yep, GPT. Yep. Chat he is GPT. Yep. All right. So Chat uh, GPT is, I guess, a rave right now. I think it actually came out early last year, uh, but I guess it's more public now. I believe there was at one point in a five-day span they gained over a million users, which is wild. Um, and you guys, you're more in touch with the tech world. So I'll let you explain really what the platform is. Cause I've only heard about it through people who've actually used it on a couple of occasions or just like, you know, Instagram going crazy about it. So I'll, I'll give the floor to you. Yeah. At a high level. I mean, it's an AI system that essentially you can ask to, you know, answer a question, you know, provide a background on a specific topic, even generate um something that didn't exist before like uh, a poem or a song about a particular topic yeah uh really anything you want to ask it and uh you could kind of think of it as a an advanced replacement of google search even that's what a lot um, of people are saying yeah that's what a lot of people yeah. Are saying. yeah i mean that hasn't quite happened yet but i know google's scared uh that that may actually happen in the, the near future um, from what I hear, at least, so they'll probably just buy that shit yeah. for thirty-five trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> apparently, Microsoft or something's uh, planning on buying it. So, oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I myself have used it a few times because um, it's it's, for, it's currently free, right? Yeah, it's currently free. I think if it does get bought out by Microsoft, I heard rumors that they would charge like forty bucks a month or a year or something to monetize it. Which got it. I'm sure people will pay for, but. It is as crazy as it sounds. Um, out of the blue, I just was like, all right, write me a song in Spanish about dancing in the, uh, on the beach. And it did it in 10 seconds. I searched the, the lyrics on Google just to double check that it, you know, wasn't pulling from 10 songs and pretending yeah. like it was brand new. And it was, it was dope. Like the, the chorus was catchy. Like it made sense. It didn't sound like just some bullshit thing a little kid did. Right. Um, I did the same thing. I was like, write me a rap song about X uh, in the the voice of Drake, basically. And it, it used his style and it was it was creepy. I mean, it wasn't at nearly as good as an actual rapper who has bars and punchlines. But if you were just a nobody and you're like, all right, let me just practice and sure. make a couple songs over a beat or something like easily. This tool is insanely powerful insanely powerful yeah because i i guess like the uh the comparisons to google it's more like a google on steroids because it just takes out the like you actually searching through the different like mm-hmm. clicks right it's like no this is the answer as opposed yeah. to like well click on this and if you do your own research you'll find out more about it right right yeah it takes out the guesswork um i'm guessing it kind of consolidates all the top sources and and just makes it quick and digestible for you you can even tell tell it how short you want the explanation to be like if if you have a book report and you want it to be 500 yeah, words, yeah, you can yeah. Have that. No, 
that, that's yeah i heard about that dude so one of my uh a person i know was emailing someone and he's like yo help me write this email and then it's like make it shorter make it shorter and then it was like a perfect like four sentences that yeah. worked i'm like keep doing that bro like if that works yeah. for you um yeah. but yeah so i guess like the thing is like obviously people are up in the uh, up, up in arms about this because again like you as we i guess the fear is as you keep making these things smarter and smarter are we gonna get innately dumber and dumber right like i think that's like a genuine concern but then i feel like there's always been something that came around that had the option to do that but it's on the person itself if like you actually want to learn something right it's like that's like my thing is like I obviously, I want to talk about music, but like, if I, like with books, right? Like I go back to where we're in college. It's like, bro, I could give two fucks about this class. Let me just read the spark notes and I'll pass my exam and we'll keep it moving, right. right? But then fast forward to like, you know, as an adult, bro, I want to read this book to learn and properly get like enamored and inspired by some shit. So I'm not going to read the Cliff Notes version, right? So yeah, I, I feel like that's still possible. But where I get fearful as like a consumer of music and maybe movies or whatever, like, damn, man, like this is going to take the love that I, when I hear a lyric that I'm like, man, they, like, damn, bro, like this is computer generated though, bro. Like you don't yeah. really feel this shit, you know? Right. No, that, that's a good point. Um, I mean, from what I hear, apparently there are tools that can kind of detect if chat GPT was used to generate something because i know a lot of copywriters like people who write ads and stuff are losing their mind probably they're losing their mind but some people are like not as concerned and they're saying mm. well you can use this tool to to do this or you know these tools you know don't have the ability to be as creative or imaginative or whatever which i think is partially true but at the same time you know maybe someone like you and i who don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a copywriter per month will just use this instead so yeah i guess it depends but in terms of music i feel like i mean we kind of already do have i guess automation in a way like there's some artists who have 15 writers just making some generic shit that's a great point on. that's a great point so, i don't know if people would necessarily care if if they found out rihanna's hit song was written by chat gpt as long as the song was fire but if it was Nas, there's no way in hell anyone would celebrate Nas if they found out his last album with Hit Boy was just typed into ChatGPT. Well, I think, but then, but then that's the thing where like the dangers that I think of like Instagram, right, or social media in general, like, like in back in the day, like when our parents were like our age, right, like yeah. to have access to a celebrity was like, bro, like, what do you mean you just saw? you know, Denzel Washington at the club, right? Like, that's, like, yeah. unheard of, bro. Like, you must be it. Whereas now, like, you could be like, oh, I saw this person on a TV show. Let me DM them until they're forced to respond to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, I think it's going to, for the average consumer who finds out a Rihanna, hypothetically, use it this, use a platform like this, and they're going to be like, bro, I'm pretty. Why can't I just use this? You know yeah. what I mean? Why can't I make my own version? Like, who the fuck is she? So I wonder if that takes some of the, like, that's why I think Hollywood is, is struggling, bro. Because, like, bro, like, why? There's people on YouTube are way bigger stars than people in Hollywood, if you really think about the numbers. But there's, like, there's still, like, the nuts, like, oh, my God, Hollywood created this. So it's, like, a bigger deal. I feel yeah. like if anyone can make a hit now, 
it's just like bro like i think overall it just like lowers the value or like lowers the standard of what a being yeah. a good artist is definitely fair um but just looking at like i guess mainstream music not necessarily the indie people i feel like we're still so invested in the story of or even brand or personality of these artists okay that it still would make it hard for an artist to just be completely created from scratch i know people joke around and say you know bad baby doesn't have talent or this person doesn't have talent they have 500 writers and this and that but the thing you can't really replicate is their personality and just essence of being human because think about it, like in theory someone could fucking hand you drake's lyrics and beats and everything but you can never be him himself and yeah. have his background in canada and meetings with Lil Wayne and shit like all that stuff just couldn't be completely duplicated sure and I think no, they're no, trying dude. to yeah 100% and I think they're trying to do that with a lot of people that pass like X and Juice World yeah yeah I know you're right dude yeah it's just it's very like again because it's it's still like such the infancy stage that it's the mm -hmm. initial like oh my god bro what is happening but I really do think like similar to a lot of things like this is just like if you want to use this tool to actually become more intelligent better at something you're, it will help you with that right to your point with mm -hmm. like spanish right like it, dude yeah. this probably can help you learn spanish at a level you didn't even think was possible a month and a half ago you know what yeah. i mean but you're gonna still have to put in the work to do that right whereas yeah, like yeah. other people might just like yo i can do this and pass my spanish test and get an a and move on with my life yeah. so i think it's just like how the user like anything how the user chooses to use it but um for sure yeah, it's still like wild though, bro, because like yeah. it's like, yeah, again, I'm used to just Google and but like Google still means work, bro. It's not yeah. just like here's right. your answer. <laughs> no, yeah, you can definitely take shortcuts and and whatnot, but even like in school, like, yeah, there's been times where I use cliff notes to get rid of some homework I didn't feel like doing, but then what happens when I have a test or the teachers like get up and write a sentence about this? Then so you're you're like, fuck. What? like yeah, it doesn't work then. Yeah, 100%. No, dude, I, I, I remember vividly my English 104 class. Dude, it was a book, and I was just like, bro, I am not reading this shit. Yeah. Did Spark Notes, got an A minus. Oh, dude, yep. life is good. And then, yeah. But then you meet up with a friend who was also in that class with you to talk about the story. You're like, Ugh, bro, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, yep. bro. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely got caught so many times with that, but... Yeah, I guess it also matters if you actually care about the subject. Because I know for right. a fact I didn't care about the things that I was taking the shortcut with. Sure. Sure. No, dude, it's, it's all fair. Uh, yeah, and again, I'm, I'm just intrigued. I got to fuck around with it myself. I don't, I don't really think I have a purpose right now. Maybe as far as, like, maybe, like, because it gives you advice on, like, general shit, too. Like, if I'm, like, uh, dude, probably, like, for me, like, looking into real estate, like, hey, give me the numbers on the best five markets as of this date to property value or some shit, right? Like yeah. shit like that. So like, yeah, I guess for the people who like have those thoughts, but like don't know how to create the Excel spreadsheet that will make that happen for them. Like yeah. that, that's probably a beneficial tool. But again, it's to your, you're using it to your benefit as opposed to uh, short term, like, oh, I'm cheating the system kind of a thing. Cause right. yeah. But I also do think the same way with plagiarism in college, when we like were eventually like, going through college, like when I became like, 
and they're gonna find a way to figure out like bro this paper was generated on this like it's still plagiarism you know what i mean right there's yeah. no way like because if they can create that they can create the thing that checks that a hundred percent yeah yeah but, but uh, dude wild times um but you being in the tech world right now is this something that's like causing a ruckus as a massive disruptor or this is like not surprising at all it is but i think more so for google specifically um as you know they they laid off twelve thousand people um damn i didn't realize it was twelve thousand. yeah twelve thousand. A, a couple people that i used to work with were affected so it was kind of crazy to see that because they were definitely high performers who had been there for a long ass time um so i think google's investing in ai i don't know if they've explicitly said because of chat gpt but i feel like every company like ai is the sexy thing to invest yeah, yeah. in so um i know a lot of companies are probably fearful and not even just com tech companies but i guess people in roles like even like mine like just digital marketing some people for a long time have felt like you know the stuff we could do can be fully automated a lot of the stuff we do do is already automated but i think that human component is still really difficult to replace like yeah dude and same for me like being in sales bro like that's mm -hmm. like that's an actual fear of mine but then i see how the job is at times like 98 percent dependent on the human like interaction so it's like yeah. then i'm like then i can breathe it now i'm like oh, yeah i'm good i have at least like five years left you know what I mean? right yeah and, and there's always like even i don't know if you guys use any automated tools but like even the stuff we use i always have to sort through it and tweak it because it, it's never perfect like you, it right. only knows what you tell it and every advertiser's situation is different so you can like it's literally impossible to have like a cookie cutter solution that works for every single business no dude i i 100 agree uh, but it is interesting man and, and it feels like from the the things I read on like Bloomberg and uh, just people talking about at the office, uh, it does seem like a disruptor that's like could really fuck shit up. But like, I mean, yeah. thus far, it seems like in a positive way. Um, but like anything, like like there's always going to be ways to take advantage of this. And like some people are going to benefit wild. And you're gonna, it's, it's, I feel like it's going to feel wrong. It's like, yeah. like, oh, really, bro? Like that's right. how you got on? Like, but teach your own. Plus, I mean, we're we're both in sales um so someone's gotta sell something like regardless yeah. of what it is like even if it's this thing so i'm personally not too afraid about that yeah no i i i, I agree man but uh yeah we'll find us some more research if you guys got some comments about it uh leave it uh in the comment section love to hear your uh your point of view uh one last topic before we get out of here um you had this here bro so i wanted to ask you about it the uh the metro booming um you, you wanted to talk about Metro Boomin, the, uh, just how the album has been doing um, overall. Cause just a, a sign, I think he's the, the highest stream producer per month on Spotify and it's like not even close. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's one of those, those rare guys, like a kind of DJ Mustard, like who is an artist himself in a way. Right. Um, and just a-, a But what's a wild is that dude, six years ago, I went to see, he opened up for Bryson Tiller and it was, oh, wow. I saw him twice actually, like, as, but dude, just like a DJ set. But it's sick because then you realize, like, oh fuck, he produced all these songs he's DJing. <laughs> like uh -huh. that's the that's the fun part. You're that's like, oh, wow, this motherfucker is talented as shit. It's like an hour long set. You're like, wow, like yeah, 
But I, I wanted to, to discuss him because I know he had the recent album. Um, was it Superheroes vs. Villains? Is that yes. the name of it? Um, but apparently he announced a, a new collab album. He didn't, he didn't mention the person. Okay. People are specu- trying to speculate and figure out who it is. Some are like it. 21 Savage, Future, or Travis, I think were probably the three big ones that people suspected. But okay, I feel like depending on who it is, it could be a, a massive moment for, for said person. For and, the other person? For the other person, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, do you want to guess who it is or do you want to... Like you want to go through and like who do you think like the biggest collab album of all time is? Um, we could go with the latter. Okay, collab album of all, of all time. Okay, so I'm gonna say personally, even though I love her loss, me personally and like what it meant for music after this, the album dropped, I would say Watch the Throne is the biggest collab album of all time. Like what that album meant for so many different people, bro. Like what Jay-Z already was, what what Kanye was becoming, uh, the risks, like the production quality that you had like Jay-Z rapping on on every single track. You had moments mm-hmm. from Beyonce. You had that young ass producer Lex Luger, like was still like dropping like gems. And you're like, bro, isn't he like 14? Like, how is this possible? Um, you had yeah. Niggas in Paris, which is like the biggest song of like the fucking millennium. Like, bro, like, it was just a movie uh and then seeing them perform that album live was also like just insane to me um i think like honestly that the album was probably created for like an like an arena atmosphere like every time you listen to it so i would say watch the throne bar none is the uh is the greatest collab album as far as like two artists coming together or rapper producer coming together like i think that's just like this the the stand not the standard bro but like whatever like whoever's like the average like this is just like way above that like this is number one mm. and there's like and i don't think anyone's in two or three yeah no i think that it's hard to dispute that honestly and that didn't come to mind for some reason i think because it was so long ago but dude, so long ago dude that shit dropped in 2012 11 I think. right 11 so, yeah so i like, think around that time. i just graduated college so yeah like yeah. right around it now yeah i was just finishing as well um but yeah it was a monumental moment i remember having it on replay like everyone within hip-hop rejoiced it just felt like the body of work could do no wrong obviously niggas in paris 10 years later still bro. being played at weddings parties that's just no me matter my what. wedding bro i'll tell you right yeah. now. <laughs> that was a go-to at uh my cousin's wedding because uh we were in mexico and the dj for whatever reason uh just wasn't playing anything good and really my cousin's like go over there and fix it and i was racing to think of like just a universal hip-hop song that everyone could go crazy to and i just told him to put that on done everyone was going crazy. everyone was happy bro just energy like, changed yeah i remember i was like talking to a girl once and her friend didn't like the beat and i was just like bro i don't i don't like you yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't <laughs> <like> you. <laughs> I was like bro you got Classic. your fucking mind dude like dude yeah. everything about that song is yeah. i think it like as you i don't know if you remember but like when that out when the album came out and they went on tour the the thing was like again i wasn't there was no social media back then but like on all the blogs was like at every different state and venue was how many times did they do niggas in paris in a row oh yeah like at the miami show they did it seven times in a row 
So then it was like, oh, but in New York, they did it 10 times. In Minnesota, they did it five. Like, yo, that was like the thing. So not everyone wanted to go and see it. Like, yo, it was a movie yeah. on so many levels, bro. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. That seven one's up times? Shit. Dude, that's the like Miami one was hour. seven times in a row. Damn. And then, and then, dude, it's not even like people just, every dude, from the nosebleeds to the ground, everyone is dancing nonstop and like, run it back. Like, yo, yeah. like crazy. I mean, they're lucky there's a damn beat change in there. Otherwise, yeah, you probably yeah, go yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. by the end. Yeah, but dude, wild, wild. But um, all right. So then, if you think that one, if you agree, I feel like you're agreeing with that one. Who do you think is like a close second then? Um, so this one isn't a close second because it, it never came out. But I was wishing and hoping, and I think this would have been up there. Uh, would have been the Kendrick and J Cole collaboration Ooh, that they were that, teasing. That was, that was that was a rumor to happen. I didn't even I never even heard of that. I think it was a rumor. I'm pretty sure they like confirmed or teased that, you know, it was a strong possibility and it just mm. never happened. Um, and I know it was like kind of like detox with Dr. Dre. It was one of those things where like we need it now. And it's like a myth. Yeah, yeah, it's like a myth. They're kind of like dropping little cryptic messages about it happening, but it, it just never did. But I think it could have definitely um, competed with Watch the Throne for sure. Oh, dude, but yeah, I don't know about production quality, but just like the, like quality, the yeah. energy you're going to get from those two, like, goats. No, you're right, yeah. dude. Uh, dude, honestly, we could have a whole episode about, like, the greatest collab albums that never happened, bro. Yeah. Because, like, that's like a that's a theme in hip-hop in itself, right? I was, I, I, a couple that come to mind, there was, there was meant to be a Lil Wayne and Joel Santana Can't Feel My Face mm. whole mixtape album come out that never happened, bro. Um, what else, bro? What was another like albums that were like we've been waiting oh, on? Oh, uh, Lil Wayne and T Pain were, were supposed to do one, right? Then they did do one. T Wayne? T didn't T Wayne come out, or they just dropped like a couple songs? I, I feel like it was just a couple songs. I don't mm, think okay. it was like a full fledged rollout. Okay, then you're right. That that um, I know. And if they did about... do it, that shit was like 20 years later. Yeah, I think they did do it. I think it was that. I think they did like 20 years later. Like no one cared. Yeah. I, I could be wrong though. We'll, might we'll, be right. we'll, we'll, we'll verify that through chat uh -huh. GPT after this. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's rumors about a Drake and uh, Rick Ross one. Um, I feel like that'd be more for hip hop. I don't know. There's thing about Rick Ross right now that I think he's officially converted to like the OG realm where like, yeah, yeah. you really have to be a hip hop head to fuck with him. Whereas like yeah. five years ago, like even at Rolling Loud, like everyone was excited about Rick Ross kids. Mm -hmm. But like I feel like he's crossed over. Like, bro, you're like exorbitantly rich right now. Like, yeah. we just we can't take you seriously anymore. Yeah. Like, like we get it. You're a great rapper, but bro, like, just make your money and leave us alone, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but you know what's funny, bro? It's probably we like no one would ever add this to a list because of like how toxic the name is. But I would. There's a good argument to make, bro. Like, Jay Z has two of the top three collab albums of all time. So Watch the Throne one. Bro, Jay-Z oh, and R. Kelly, worlds? Best of Both Worlds. Uh-huh. Bro, them shit's bangers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> non-stop. Like, yeah. non-stop bangers. But again, like, even then it was toxic because that was, like, when, like, shit started coming out about R. Kelly. But now, bro, you can't play those songs anywhere without getting fucking canceled. Right. Those are actually the only R. Kelly songs, now that I think about it, that I genuinely listen to like, a lot. With? He was... Yep, fuck with. I actually saw him. He was the first person I ever saw in concert. Um, oh, wow. Me and my dad and my brothers went to go see him. Bro, you know who was my first ever concert? Drew Hill. Drew Hill? 
yeah, yeah. My mom took me to a Drew Hill concert after school nice. one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely um, dates us. Yeah, dude, Just dates so. us bad, bro. Like, they're like, yo, what is a Drew Hill? <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I think best of both worlds is like a top three collab album, bro. Because like, you get like, especially like great R&B singing, great production and then jay-z just in his bag like like prime jay-z like bro like if you go through those songs man there's like dude there's like i think the production was like track masters and it's yeah there's like dude there's a couple songs that's just like mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna listen to this shit like all day tomorrow now to drive to work i know like it's so now that you mentioned it, i know i'm gonna have to add a song uh yeah but yeah that's cool i'm excited that because i metro bootman has the the skill to really make it work I think his collabs are just so impressive because he's not singing or rapping. It's just like, bro, I'm going to get to know this artist on such a level that we're going to be so in sync when it comes to the songs I make for you kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the, the few artists that can do that. And I'm glad and producers feel forced. are doing this. Yeah, not feel forced. Um, and I like when producers do this because it's, it's cohesive. Sometimes it's nice when a body of work has a similar production style as opposed to like a ton of old school shit and then you know mainstream beats and then you're just like all right what mood am i supposed to feel correct and that's like dude i love 50 cent and but i remember a couple interviews dude this was like when 50 cent was like the man bro and like you could tell him no wrong and like again he was just so good on all these hooks that you're like bro like yeah it's a hit but even he said one of his regrets was that when he was at his peak he would just say yo just send me beats and i'll figure it out myself and it's like bro like you get a hundred beats and you're trying to pick the best 14. They might be the best 14, but number 13 doesn't go with number nine. Like, bro, like it's yeah, just yeah. all over the place, bro. And I feel like that was probably the the reason for like the rise of whatever happened like in 2008 onwards. Cause bro, there was like a, a range where like these albums were just like all over the place, bro. Like yeah. they all had the same R&B hook singing thing. The beats were all one fucking banger and then like five throwaway songs you're just like bro like i like it because you're the man but like bro this is <laughs> great you know what I mean? yeah like, yeah yeah no i feel you on that uh wild times wild times but yeah that's a good topic i'm glad we brought it up but uh before we get out of here bro uh let's get to some heat of the week uh episode 130 um as always you can always go to the playlist on spotify and apple music to peep some new, new music or some classic al uh, albums and songs uh, but for you, man, Heat of the Week, what's the song that uh, stood out for you? Yeah, so my Heat of the Week this week is Don Tolliver. song is called Night Scene. And this one's actually an unreleased track. So I was just casually you on it, YouTube and it was one of the autoplay videos. And nice. fortunately stumbled upon like, I don't know, 10 unreleased songs. And oh, wow. I'm always skeptical because, you know, sometimes people are clickbaiting. Oh, scam, you know, scammers, bro. Like, they yeah. just throw like lyrics on a new beat or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. These are legit unreleased songs. Drake and Tupac, unheard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? How does this work? Um, but yeah, absolute fire song. Obviously, not on Spotify and Apple because that's it's what. Unreleased. I'm, so you're, you're, when you say unreleased, you mean like it's not on any of the major streaming platforms? Correct. Gotcha. So you will have to download it and you know put it on your local computer or whatever. Got and, it. And get it that way. But definitely a super fire song. Um, kind of has a. The beat has kind of like a more old school 
like a more R&B-ish vibe to it. It's not as like trappy and atmospheric as like a Travis Scott. Okay. You know, those beats that he typically sings over. Um, something that I think The Weeknd would sound super dope on if they were to collab, but really nice feel to yeah, it. That's a collab we need, by the Oh, hell yeah. Uh, definitely campaigning for that. So um, super fire song. If you guys haven't checked it out, go to YouTube, search Don Tolliver, Night Scene, and you won't be disappointed. Night Scene. Um, yeah. Question for you, though. Side note, not Heat of the Week related. How would you say from the moment we heard of Don Tolliver in 2018 for the first time till today, has his career been as expected, more than expected, or a disappointment? Um, I would say, generally speaking, like, I feel like he's kind of in limbo. Like, I feel like the next couple of years for me will really solidify it, but I don't think it's as it's peaked as high as I thought. Granted, I'm still really impressed that like he and Bieber, you know, have collaborated a few times. So I, I think he's definitely getting his, his respect in the game in that regard, but I would have imagined him to be um, much higher than he is right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would say when I first heard him on those couple tracks on Astroworld, I would still say he's overachieved up until this moment. I think we're both like blown away by what the talent is. And we're like, bro, this guy should be a star. But at the end of the day, you were also just like a backup singer on Cactus Jack, you know, like on whatever record label. And now you're like a guy that's like dating a fucking, uh, you know, extremely popular uh, singer as well. Like to your point with Bieber, he's in all the right circles. So like, I would still say he's probably like ahead of schedule for me. Um, mm. Because like, yeah, like I know like the, 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 the talent is immense, but at the end of the day, bro, like you, it's not like he's been being groomed for like 15 years and that he's finally like, it's like, it's still like a pretty short career thus far. Yeah, um, true, true. But um, yeah, to go from a feature on Astroworld to now you're like a leading man in some kind of yeah. capacity, it's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I give a little too much credit to the potential benefit of being like the right hand man of man of someone who's mega popular sure um, that's probably harder bro think back to the, my 50 cent like bro like being lloyd banks and tony yayo like that mm -hmm. comes with a cost because then people just yeah. look at you like you're just like you're only famous because of your boy and it's like right and that's why when people talk about nepotism i'm like yeah it's it's cool getting you in the door but then people start comparing you and expecting way too much and I think there is a huge benefit to being a completely random unknown person yeah. and just blowing up on your own because then people can't point fingers and be like, oh, well, you're just Snoop's cousin. Like, that's why you're here. Right. To the point then why what Drake has done and is doing is wild because mm -hmm. there was a lot of that. It's like, bro, like sign me to Lil Wayne and I'll fucking it. And it's like, bro, he signed 40 people and they suck. Bro. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> right. Drake's OVO label is proof that like, you could have all the connections on the planet, but like you, you just have to find a, a pocket to like yeah. dominate because they could show you the door, but your ass has to sprint through that, that door. Yeah, and dude, what's wild about OVO, like, again, these guys are probably, they know who cuts the check, right? But then niggas all seem happy. Like, mm -hmm. all, and it's like, you would think like, bro, don't you want to be bigger? And like, it's like, but you said like, they all have their own pocket that it's like, well, we're the biggest in this little world, and we're fine with that, bro. Because, like, yeah. Party Next Door, Preem, 
uh, Majid Jordan and what division, bro? Mm-hmm. Those are four massive names if yeah, you kind of yeah. think about it. That's true. But they're not like in like the global scheme of things, probably not. But yeah. like in their little spaces, it's like bro, they're like the marquee right. of those spaces. Like that's pretty crazy. And they're probably fine being like legends in Canada. Yo, legends. like over there, they're treated probably. Like I don't think we could fathom how good they probably have it over there when they're yeah. Because the party next door already gets wild love here, so imagine when mm-hmm. he gets like back there, like in London. But uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. But yeah, just like the Don Talbert thing. I feel like that's a name that we always talk about, but it's never like to a crazy level. But then I feel like should we? Like you know what I mean? Like he was just yeah. like maybe it's like like Nate Dog kind of love in a way. Yeah, like, you never. I don't think ever anyone ever saw Nate Dog is like a super crazy dope standalone artist but you loved hearing him on all you sorts love it. Of the voice just it just flows like mm-hmm. it just flows so no i get that uh, but i'll definitely check out that song uh you said night scene night scene yep nice i'll peep that uh for me uh no no surprise here little yachty off the album uh the ride bro oh all right, I'm glad you said that. I, I knew you were gonna choose something from there, so I didn't want to double dip into Yachty's catalog, but love that song. Dude, the ride, dude, that one is just crazy, bro. Crazy to me. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. A close second was pretty, then the alchemist. That was my second. Up. Pretty? Yeah, you bro. need to get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Like I, I I cannot wait to smoke just to hear that fucking album, bro. Like that mm-hmm. album is just wild to me um and dude if you have some downtime on your flight to la listen to some like doors and you'll see the comparison like it's fucking obvious you know what i mean Word. so again kudos for him for even having that kind of like uh to get like you said it's it's amazing he could even create that kind of sound um because there was no like hints of this leading up to this album but um yep yep Awesome, dude. All right, man. Let the people know where they uh, can peep us, what we got going on. Uh, obviously, plug the uh, the song one more time coming out tomorrow. Let's get out of here. For sure. Yeah, song coming out tomorrow by Blair Anthony. It's called Reload. It'll be out at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern time on February 2nd. So make sure you peep that. Um, Rap Nation's also going to be uh, posting on their page. So that's super oh, dope. Oh, amazing. Um, love those guys. They, they always pay attention to my emails, which... Is really difficult with other blogs and and everything else, but because Rap Nation is like in like the high subscribers, right? Yeah, they have like five million. I mean, granted, it's not like they they're getting five million views per song, like sure, but still, like but, bro, that's a, that yeah. number's high, bro. Like it's yeah. yeah. So that's dope. Um, really looking forward to that one. You'll see a, a ton of TikToks from me, especially now that you told me I have to repost like eight times a day to for it to hit. So, bro, at least yeah, I'm telling you, this girl said at least six. And she's like, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, the bitch is like, I'm surprised you think this is hard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, say less. I'm on it right now. Um, but yeah, outside of that, check us at audio-theory.com. New episode every week. Spotify and Apple Music playlists. Uh, merch as well. We also have the merch on the videos now. So oh, you nice. guys are watching us on YouTube. Look down below. You can buy a nice hoodie, shirt, whatever else. Um, and then outside of that, we're looking to collab with some other YouTubers in the space as well as do some more interviews. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but loving the new content that we're, we're pumping out and new topics. So fresh content as well, not just, just news itself. 
yeah, dude, more timeless stuff. And then uh, obviously I think we, uh, with the uh, contracts we're doing with your, the guy on Fiverr, just, uh, again, I think the, qual- the, the quality of the content coming out in every aspect, like mm-hmm. sound, visually, just is more in line of what we're trying to be in the future, which is great. Yep, 100%, agreed. Cool. All right, my dude, well, safe trip. I know we'll talk after that, but I love you. Be safe. Appreciate it. And, uh, love you we'll too. talk soon. All right, peace. peace.